This is Maurice Jones-Drew, and you're listening to the What's Brewing Show. California, here we come. The bare minimum. Go, Golden Bed. Berkeley is actually really great. Suck it, Stanford. I can't wait to go back. I'm building such a community there. <laughs> Golden Bed. Golden Bed. Golden Bed. Suck it, Stanford. Welcome to the bare minimum. Well, hello and welcome back to the bare minimum. I'm your host, Jake Merrifield. I'm joined by my wonderful daughter up in Berkeley in her studio apartment, live from her studio apartment in Berkeley. It's Megan Merrifield, uh, currently in the third, second week of school, third week of school. Third? Third? Yeah, I think third. Okay, well, Megan, how are you doing? Welcome back to the bare minimum, your show. I'm good, bro. How are you and how does it feel to be on my show? That's great. It's just wonderful. And uh, yeah, we were supposed to do a show when I was moving you in up there. I took all my podcast gear up there and stuff. And we were going to sit at your new table that we built from Ikea and uh, do a show. And then uh, we were just too darn busy working from the morning to the evening, late in the evening, just getting stuff put together so you could have a livable space. So uh, it's been a while. It's been, what, uh, probably over a month uh, since we did the last bare minimum. So there's, we kind of are a little constipated in topics to, to talk about. So I don't know how much we'll get through here, but hopefully we'll hit this one up. And then at the worst, we'll do another one uh, when you come down for my birthday, which, uh, by the way, I got to book your plane ticket still uh, yeah. in mid or late September. But um, yeah, so gosh, it's been busy, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Lots of stuff happening. Lots of stuff happening. Uh, you managed to be a great bear wait great bear orienter like what was gbo's what did that stand for <laughs> uh golden bear orientation leader oh okay there you go so, so yeah like, or yeah so you were an yeah. orienter that's wonderful uh so you did that like you went up early uh to guide a bunch of little froshies around incoming froshies around and then you joined the band, and then you uh, decided that you, you, you know, we'll get to this in a minute, but you decided that uh, you were maybe not advanced enough for the band, so you stepped away from that. Uh, you moved into an yeah. apartment, you started classes, you added some classes, you're on the wait list for some classes. So let's just kind of go through uh, just uh, what that, that first part of being back in Berkeley has been like for you let's start with uh gbo so oh by the way and this is of course uh, the the bare minimum on the what's brewing show network uh thank you for listening the bare minimum uh this is a show about me and my wonderful daughter megan and her experience while she is a student at cal berkeley and so megan yeah what was it like to be a gbo gbo leader um it was really fun and rewarding but i don't think i'll do it again um, well, you only do it. it was, you only have to do it the one time, right? I mean, that's. Do there other people that yeah, do it multiple years in a row? Yeah, they kept like they really wanted people to do it oh. uh, multiple years, or like be promoted to somebody who trains the orientation leaders. Oh. Um, I don't think I'll do that though, because actual orientation, like the uh, thing we trained for, was really fun. Um, I did that with uh, my boyfriend Jacob who's been on the show, I think, once before. The Zanger. Um, <laughs> yes, Jay-Z. Jay-Z. Um, so that was fun. We went pretty Oh, by the work. way, by the way, I'm a little pissed at the Zanger, and you can tell him I said so, because he's dodged me in our 
you know, he was supposed to make an appearance again on the bare minimum, yeah. right? Uh, a month ago when I was up there. The bare minimum. And uh, he's been dodging the show. He was supposed to come on before he went back up. He was supposed to come on when I was there building all your crap. And instead, you know, and by the way, instead of doing a podcast, you know what he did? He stalled by taking four hours to build an Ikea uh, uh, shelf, uh, uh, drawer unit incorrectly. I know that was his secret plan to get out of doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. His yeah. secret plan was helping us move me in like a very nice boy. Yeah. And then he took like six He's hours to terrible. put together one Ikea drawer set of drawers. Okay, but to be fair, it's Ikea, and it was just a weird piece of furniture. Ikea gets everybody now and again. But anyways, you tell that guy. Especially you. <laughs> that you tell it well, you know. That, that, was, that was quite a funny. Anyway, we'll, maybe we'll get to that. Ikea is not good for people with anger issues. <laughs> it's just fine. You just have to get the lay of the land. Anyways, you are, uh, so you're doing GBO. What were the, you're not doing GBO anymore, but you did it this time. Yeah. Just to, the, oh, the reason why not. The, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, the the actual experience was really fun. Um, we didn't really follow the handbook at all because it was just kind of overkill. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were going to like so seminars on, beforehand, right? Like what to do? We were going what, to like yeah, seminars beforehand. Was, and by overkill, I mean like 30-minute safety talk, a 40-minute talk about resources on campus and like, you know, things like that. And our group didn't seem like they'd be interested at all in that. Um, so we just tried to focus on fun things to keep them engaged. Um, but the only reason I wouldn't do it again is, you know, it's a pretty big time commitment. The shifts were from like 7 a.m., 8 a.m. until midnight Yeah. every day for, you know, six days. Um, yeah, it's a lot of time. Then, like your whole first week was GBO, right? Yeah. And, and in the fact- training is just like so unnecessary. Mm. They, it was like, you know, a nine to five day where they fill in probably two or three hours of it just doing like, oh, my God, every five minutes it's a giveaway. And like, you know, we're going to teach you how to do a dance just for fun. And we're going to practice it every day. And, you know, some like they were trying to be like fun and keep us engaged. But personally, I would have just liked it if they just cut the, <laughs> if they just cut it shorter. Right. But they really tried, though. But I mean, but yeah, yeah and one doing GBO prevented you from going to the first couple of things were banned, right? And that may or may not have yeah, it, it, set you back for that too. That definitely. So that's yeah, another reason why you wouldn't do GBO is because if you're planning on trying to do the band next year, like those two overlap, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, because basically I missed the whole like band camp that everybody's supposed to do. Yeah, because that's where they set you up on the band email and all of the things that they communicate with. And um, they teach you how to march. They teach you some of the songs and you just get to know everybody. So it's like me compared to another guy or me who didn't go to band camp and only went to the, you know, three-hour secondary camp compared to the three-day band camp. Um, Compared to like another guy who had about the same amount of experience, which is like little to none, who did go to band camp, I was definitely way far behind because he seemed like he had already been in band for years. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that's, I mean, that's kind of probably how it's designed too, but that's something that, like I said, you didn't know going in, right? And Yeah. And to be fair, he does live in the band house, so he has an, like kind of a step up there too, yeah. which is being informed. But just the, but, just the yeah, fact I that you were taking it on, you know, you're trying to do both things and you, you didn't have any experience doing either. Right. 
you know, that mm-hmm. didn't put you on the best footing to continue in band, at least not for this year. Yeah, definitely. So, because um, it's overwhelming for everybody their first year, but if you don't even know how to play the instrument, it's pretty much impossible. Which, yeah, at least let's, that's what I felt like. Yeah, and let's reset this. You know how to play like three and a half different instruments at this point, right? Yeah, pretty much. You're very musical, but one of those, the, the half is the trumpet, which you've only been a half for about six months. You just picked it up about six months ago. So you're very much a beginner in trumpet, even though you're an expert in a bunch of other instruments. So that was another thing where it's like, this is maybe an ambitious plan to think you're going to be uh, marching around with the cow band uh, this fall. But I thought it was a reasonable thing to try, right? But that's all all fairly accurate. Yeah, and you know, they're very encouraging in band. They have That's a whole nice. lot of faith in, in you, and um, it, <laughs> they kind of made it sound like it wouldn't be that hard, which, you know, they were. I got a lot of help leading up to it, but, you know, it gets very busy once it actually starts, and so you're kind of left on your own to fend for yourself. Um, so that just kind of was a little bit too much, I think. No, I get that. So real quick before you get get back, well, I guess let's finish with band and then we'll get back to GBO real quick before, um, mm-hmm. you know, we move on to anything else. But so when push came to shove, you missed the first couple of days of band and then you go out for band and then it's just like trying to learn all the things at once, right? The what was the most difficult part yeah. of, of the experience? Um, well, I think just the music part because they say like since our our school does like an old style of um, marching, so they say kind of everybody's off to the same or starts off at the same level since it's a new style which i think if you have marching experience you're still going to be ahead but everybody has to learn it um but then the music it's like you're already you can't really do anything else if you don't know the music or like you don't know how to play because you are expected to march and play you're expected to do a music test every week where you memorize like four or five songs at a time and so it's like everything was dependent on the one thing or like the main thing that I was still learning how to do. Um, and you know, practices every day for a few hours. And so it's just really hard to, um, like get enough time to practice on your own. And meanwhile, through all of that, my schedule was completely shifting around in like a million different ways. And so (laughs) I was just, uh, a bit overwhelmed. Yeah, so in, uh, a lot of ways. So if you, yeah, so if you're like, you know, going into your sophomore year at some college, or, or this could be a high school lesson or whatever. Like in high school, you literally were uh, Max Fisher from Rushmore, right? I mean, you're you're doing everything all the time. Ha- you had a zero had period a every year, except for the stupid year that the government canceled with COVID. I mean, you were like, you know, you were you know pedal to the metal the whole time through, doing all sorts of stuff, and right? I had- I was at school from 7 a.m. to, you know, 5 or 6 p.m. every day. Yeah, and you, like, started so, yeah. a club and did some other stuff. Like, you, you, were, you were doing a lot, of, a lot of stuff that you were doing, right? But going yeah. into, and then when you're up uh, for school, you're a frosh year, you, you know, you were, were dealing with learning how to live with roommates, being in the dorm, adjusting all that stuff, whatever. As far as, like, your activities last year, you kind of set your sights on a few things, but you didn't really come in doing anything. You were just a student. And then this year, you became the GBO yeah, thing. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and I did softball, but it got canceled oh, yeah. for pretty much like eighty-five percent of the things. 
I totally forgot that. Um, yeah, you joined club yeah. softball. Uh, you know, uh, not the NCAA team, but you're on the on the Cal club softball team, which is really fun fun for you to do, fun for me to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, going into this year, you were trying to kind of do what you were doing in high school and kind of like throw everything at the wall and, and see if you can make it work. And that's really, it sounds yeah. like that's a problem that you ran into, right? It's like you are doing GBO and that is like your entire schedule for the first like week, week minus one like two and weeks. week and week one, right? Like, so week one in the, in the yeah. week prior to school, that's like, has to be your entire focus because you have all the training and all the stuff to do. And then you're trying to add band in there, which as we talked about, you're a novice. So you're trying to go in there, trying to learn that from scratch. And then you have to add on to that. The GBO fact that didn't end until the day before school started. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, yeah, the, so and, it, and like there wasn't any grace period. And then you're also trying to add the classes that you need and figure out your schedule, like, uh, you know, whatever normal college student you are too. Right. So just as I'm trying to commit to a new major too. Right. <laughs> that yes. was a big issue. So, I mean, I, I think it's, it's reasonable to see why that didn't quite come together how we want. Now, when you talk about I'm starting a new job. Yeah. But have you started the job yet? Not yet. But That's not part of the math on this. Stop crapping on my point. Yeah. Do it. So. Okay, sorry, sorry. I'm just saying that's another <laughs> thing that I have lined up that I had to consider that I didn't really, since I didn't start much of the stuff for that job yet, I did not really calculate where that job was actually going to fit in yeah. <laughs> once I started. Um, I probably, like, I don't think it would have worked. Okay. Well, okay. If I kept band too. Well, well, the point what I'm getting at is that, you know, if you are trying to go in next year, at least now you have this data, this information where you can make a better call on what you can and can not have room for. Right. And so that's probably why you're yeah. not going to do GBO again. You may try to hit the band again. We'll see how, how your trumpeting uh, uh, turns out. Cause you're still going to do lessons. And how our band actually turns out in the new league and everything. Oh yeah. By the way, it, what, what it'll league be way different with all the traveling too. What league are you in now, Megan? What league were you in? Pop quiz, hot shot. Pac 12. Is that the Before, old one? Okay, the old one is Pac-12. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, uh, let me, let me give you some uh, credit for that. Uh, where's my Go Bears? Uh, oh, let's do. California, here we come. Okay, yes, you were in the Pac-12. Now, what conference are you now in? And do not look it up. Oh. It's the ACC. Oh my okay, God! I knew, giant I, I cheater. I looked it up, but I knew what it was. Say it again. I just didn't know the abbreviation. I looked it up. I knew what the I knew what it was, but I didn't remember the abbreviation exactly. Okay, so what does it stand for then? So now that you're looking it up, it was like the Atlantic Coast Conference. So how do you feel about your team? Like, what? Hold on. Let's. I don't want to take anything for granted here. Megan, what coast is your school on? The Pacific. And in fact, the old conference was called the what? What do you think the PAC stands for? Pacific. The Pacific, um, you know, athletic conference, right? You literally were at a school yeah. in the Pacific Athletic Conference, and now you're in a school that's named after the Atlantic Coast. How does that make you feel? Like, does that make any sense to you? Because, you know, me, I'm ingrained with all this college football baggage and knowledge <clears throat> and it makes no sense to me but it makes sense within the context of how this stupid business operates but you as just somebody who's like oh gee whiz my, the, my school it's my team used to be a west coast school but now it's a west coast school in an east coast conference how does that make you feel 
Uh, I think it sucks. Because, or, or wait, are we still going to have like a lot of home games or is pretty much everything going to be an away game now? No, no, no. You'll still have, you'll probably play your, you know, okay, so you know how the season is 12 games long. And, mm-hmm. well, eight or nine of those games will be against other teams in the ACC, okay? One of them will be against Stanford, so that's automatically one game that's out here. And yeah, then, at least we still a big game. Yeah, exactly. Suck it, Cal. Oh, oh no, that's the wrong job. We mean suck, suck at Stanford. Stanford. Suck at Stanford. Suck at Stanford. Yeah. Um, so you're thinking? So you'll have seven or eight games that are possibly you know that are against other ACC opponents. Three or four of them will be away games, right? So you'll host some of those teams. That'll be just like any other game for you. But then three or four of those games will be somewhere on the East Coast because all of the other teams are, you know, Atlantic Coast teams. So that's kind of bizarre. Uh, so it'll change it for that. What's weird, what's going to be weird, and they haven't figured it out yet, what's your basketball team going to do? What, well, your basketball team's going to be, yeah, you know. That's what I'm more concerned with, honestly. And all the other sports, yeah. But, but in the short term... During your academic career, the big victory for us, me and you, I mean, like the Merrifields, is that me and you can now do a father-daughter trip to places like Duke or North Carolina, where hopefully your team has at least one game over that time. You know, depending on how the schedule goes, they'll probably have at least one there. And we can go on a cool trip to the, to the south and, and go see uh, some games in some historic settings, which would be pretty awesome. So we got that going for us. Yeah. But other than that, it makes no sense at all, right? I mean, you literally are yeah, it's, it's weird. going from the Pac-12 to the ACC, and it's like the Pacific Coast to the Atlantic Coast, and it's all just because the sport is, is weird and stupid and, and broken right now. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But um, with that being said, what team did you guys just play in football? I don't remember, but we won by what, a lot. What color was the other team? Red. Oh, my God, Megan. You didn't even watch a moment of this damn game, did you? No, I just saw the score. Goddamn college students. No, they're actually, I was trying to give you a hint. I, you I know don't what the, have direct TV. The team's I name is, watch it. The team's name is the Mean Green because they're actually named after a oh. person, Mean Joe Green, oh, which is pretty I'm cool. And it's actually the school that I went to. One on my football trip in the spring, and I was telling you, oh yeah, this is the team you guys are going to play in that first game. So if you remember anything your old man says to you, you'd know the answer to this. Very disappointed. That, Very know, disappointed. Know the answers then. <laughs> I know uh, we're playing Auburn next. Yes, I mean you're going to go to that game. Yes. I just keep getting emails about it, so I think so. No, you you have to go to that game because you're going to see all sorts of. I mean, I don't know how many people are going to go. It's a home game, right? It's a home game, yeah. But I don't know how many oh, weirdos. Yeah, I'm going from Auburn are going to be there, but where's Auburn? it's in Alabama. Their rival is the greatest team in the last 20 years in college football, Alabama. Okay. And Auburn has not been as good, but they're still a proud program from the sec. But the fun thing is, is that you get to see these people and you know what their, their chant is when they, when they, you know, you know, like yours is go bears. What do they yell? Uh-huh. I don't expect I don't you to know. know. Just say I don't know. It's War Eagle. So I don't know why they yell War Eagle. I probably knew. Let's see. Let's actually let's look why they yell War Eagle. But anyways, there's gonna be a lot of fun Southern types to see uh, 
called War Eagle Auburn University. It's Auburn's battle cry, not a mascot or nickname. The phrase has a long history and deep significance. So you're going to be able to tell this to your, to your friends. Uh, where'd it go? Uh, deep significance among Auburn family who use it as a great, uh, use it to greet and identify each other all over the world. So I don't know where it came from. Oh, they actually had a mascot. They actually had a mascot. War Eagle 1, War Eagle 2. That's awesome. I'm looking wow. at, yeah, they've had a bunch of War Eagles. They still have War Eagle. Interesting. Yeah. This is badass. Yeah, I never knew that. <laughs> Anyways, so when you're trying to be friendly to those uh, Auburn fans, hopefully, you know, you guys look a lot better than you were supposed to. So, I mean, you actually have a chance in this game. But just expect when you hear War Eagle, like, don't be confused by that. They are the Tigers. Okay. They're the Auburn Tigers, but they yell War Eagle. And if you ever okay. see anybody from 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 uh, Auburn anywhere in the world, you can just say War Eagle, and they're going to be like War Eagle. So just know that. <laughs> Do you know what their friends from Alabama cool. say? The Crimson Tide, whose mascot no. is like an elephant. No. They say Roll Tide. So either you say Roll Eagle, oh. or you say or you say Roll Tide, War Eagle, or Roll Tide. Those are like the two opposing fan bases. Okay. Like it's much simpler in Cal and Stanford, right? Because you either say go bears or you say suck, suck at Stanford. Stanford. But oh here's your go bears. Go bears. There you go. Yeah. 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 Uh <laughs> yeah, I need to put that button somewhere else. Anyways, you know other <laughs> other crazy news is that your team did so well over the weekend and mine did okay, but you know, just kinda like mid that when mm-hmm. you look on ESPN at the win predictor for our game that happens in the last se- game of the season, game twelve after, I think it's Thanksgiving week or the week after, Cal is actually narrowly favored to win per ESPN. I don't know what that's wow. about. Yeah, you're 50.7% to my 49.3%. So Jeez. I don't think that's going to hold up, but yeah, but, but as of right now, <laughs> but as of right now, you never know. I mean, there's, I mean, honestly, you look better than we did. So I don't know, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, well, our, I think our predictor for next game is like, we're supposed to win by like 50, 54 to forty six or something. Let me look at that. That's a good. That's a good point. Oh my gosh, Megan! I'm a sports commentator. Look at me. Holy smokes! Yeah, you're like a fifty five percent favorite. Oh my god! But that's 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 ESPN win predictor. Sometimes it's flawed, but that's still pretty exciting. If you have if you win that game. Like that's a team that's won a national title in the last you know fifteen years. That's a that's a big deal to to, to beat them. You start two and zero. You might be nice. ranked. You you might have a top twenty five team. You know, heading into you know your your third game of the season if you if you can pull that one off, I'd be very proud if that happened. Awesome. Yeah, and then you face uh, Idaho, and then you then you take on Washington, and ugh, that's gonna be rough. All right. Well, anyways, so getting back to the. GBO. Mm-hmm. What was your, you know, you actually are like escorting Froshies around. What was your favorite part of your group and did you like your group and and uh what was the what kind of events did you guys do? Okay. To answer the first question, what was my favorite part? We had just like this seemed to be everybody's favorite day too. I think it was towards the end um like second to last day. We went to the Berkeley Marina which oh, all Cal students can go for free. Nice. Um, and we went kayaking, and then we, me and Jacob were in a kayak, and um, 
all the them were in like it was you could fit like three people so they were all like grouped off and they kept trying to race us me and jacob annihilated them oh, obviously awesome. very powerful um, couple slow pokes yeah and then uh we all jumped off the pier just into the water <laughs> it was fun oh, you jumped off the pier into the water um yeah i didn't hear about that part. that was fine um did you guys get that on video oh yeah uh i think so yeah awesome uh, there, there was one girl who didn't want to go in the water, so yeah. she was <laughs> she was taking pictures. Um, oh, by the way, send me some pictures went... from all that stuff. Okay, I will. Um, and then we went to there was like a little gas station by the um, the bus stop we were heading towards, so we just got like some ice cream and stuff. And then we got back. You guys are on a tour bus, or you're taking city transportation. Just city transportation. Nice, because that's part of the lesson, right? You're like, this is what you do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you the most stressful part that's related to that uh, yeah. afterwards. Um, oh, also, I coming. I think coming up from the pier, uh, like when I was climbing out of the water, I like scraped my leg. Ah. It was like very minor. I still have like a little scrape, but it was enough for it to be bleeding and like staying a little bit, but nothing too bad. Yikes. But I guess there's something in the water and, like, one of the kayaking instructor guys told me, like, gave me antibiotics and stuff. Um, but, anyways, that was, like, the only mishap from that day. And then when we got back, we all just kind of went off on our own. Um, and then we met back up for dinner. And um, at the end of the day during GBO, there's late-night programming from, like, 7 to midnight. And um, where they just have a bunch of activities so we went to the hypnotist show, and there were two back-to-back. We just sat in on both, uh, or me and Jacob, I mean, and then there were, like, probably six people from our group who went. They mm-hmm. were, like, the ones who, who um, we got to know the best. Um, and the first show, we kind of just watched. It was really fun. The second one, two of the people from our orientation group got hypnotized nice and they got they went up on the stage and it was crazy um he had them do like dancing or like pretend you're the opposite gender and talk about your ideal partner um (laughs) you know embarrassing stuff like that wow like what superhero would you be did i ever tell you Um, about how our friend got hypnotized no so colby the best man my wedding and uh you know he's the he's the, the the he's very accomplished man uh, from Lone Mart, uh, One Hair Lone Mart. The mic I'm talking to actually was donated, or actually I stole it from uh, One Hair Lone Mart uh, <laughs> a long time ago. Uh, he, he lets use his mics, and I never get him back. But uh, anyways, when we were in college, we were college age. I don't think I was at UCLA yet. I might have been. He went to, they did some sort of hypnotist thing where they went to go see one at like a comedy show or whatever. And then he got up mm-hmm. on the stage, and the guy hypnotized him. And he ended up having a, he had to hold a, he didn't have to like the, he picked up a Tinkerbell wand and and proclaimed that he was the best goddamn fairy in the land. As uh, pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty, oh it was pretty good. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, wow. those, those hypnotist trip trick tricks haven't changed too much over the last uh, number of years. Yeah, it was pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Um, or like the guy, he would be like, "Okay, I'm turning into the hottest woman in the world, and now you have to slap yourself every time you have a dirty thought about me." Ha. And then he like bent over <laughs> and they so were all terrible. like slapping themselves in the face. That's so terrible. Um, yeah, it was pretty bad. And then after we went um, and we got waffles at Little Gem Belgian Waffles. Um, and it was it was just a really fun day. 
very eventful. Cool. That's good. So, and then do, do you have any of your friends from, or did you make any friends that you're going to stay in communication with, you think? Or Yeah, I think so. Um, That's good. I think, you know, we haven't talked a whole lot because we've all just been busy, and especially them. They're just getting used to college. Yeah. But did you go, like, go um, work out with some couple, of them? Yeah, I went and worked out with um, a couple of them. Nice. Yeah, I worked out with them. And um, I think one might try and go with us to the Stanford game. We'll oh, see. Cool. She has a boyfriend over there. Ooh. Or, like, she wants her. She wants him to be uh, her boyfriend. <laughs> um, oh, oh, my gosh. Dad, when she was, she was one of the ones who was hypnotized, she got up on stage, and the guy was like, okay, what's your ideal man? And she said, somebody from Stanford. <laughs> and everybody was booing her, and it was so funny. And, you know, of course, after she admitted to us that her crush is, like, a Stanford guy, and it was, like, all a thing. Uh, that's pretty and hilarious. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, um, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then two of them were – I was in the fall program for freshmen, which is just, like, a first semester uh, of freshman year little program where you're put into, like, a, a cohort – of students, yeah. Uh, so you have smaller classes, and um, I'll try. I forgot about that. That's a way to make, make friends. the ginormous public university a little bit smaller. Yeah, which is exactly. kind of like it's funny. Like, so real before you get to your story about it, was yeah. that advantageous to you last year? Um, I'd say so. Well, I didn't good. make any like. Well, <laughs> I made friends that aren't my friends anymore from all like roommate drama. Yeah. But, but it got know, off to a I good start. A couple of people. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple of people who I still say hi to and stuff. Well, it's funny um, cause yeah, I think it, it was nice. Well, in, in, in your high school career, when you're an incoming freshman, we put you into one of those programs that we thought was like a, it was like a cheat code. It was awesome, and then it turned out that we put you into a cohort with just basically paste eaters and the the miscreants uh, from middle school. That that's not how it was sold to us, but we quickly learned that uh, yeah, you were in with uh, uh, a lot of hooligans. So I'm glad that wasn't the same experience with the the, the cow part. Yeah, because yeah. basically it was a program. It's like oh, it's for like creative students, and it's geared towards that. But basically, everybody who joined was like, oh, this means I don't have to do homework. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and they, beyond that, they were like very exaggeration. bad behaved, poorly behaved people. Yeah, they we had the worst cohort in the history of that program yeah. to the point where they changed the program because of my cohort. Well, and one of the idiots in oh. that cohort, wasn't that the kid who like literally he called in a bomb threat at your middle school? Threat. Yeah. Yeah. What a jackass. He, yeah. Um, still anyways, slap that kid around. I was, it was to the point where like they basically, <laughs> this is going to sound so bad, but it's true. They basically like worshiped me in that class because I was so smart because I just did the dirt, like, I just did my homework. Jesus Christ, Megan. What? Do you really? Oh, I just did the bare minimum. God dang <laughs> it. The bare minimum. One day you'll be a pro and you'll you'll seize the 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 opportunity to, to slip the title of the show in there. Gee whiz. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm like, I don't think this place is right for me because I know I'm smart, but I should not be like the smartest person here. <laughs> and it was It was more so like, you know. Yeah. They were trying to take advantage and just get homework advantage help. Me. Yeah, no, that was... It wasn't because they were dumb. It was because they just didn't want to do school. Very stressful freshman, sophomore year for uh, uh, freshmen. I switched programs Wait, what year was your What year was your stupid COVID year? That was junior year? That was... 
No, that was. Uh, that would have to be junior year because that was Molly's freshman year, right? Or no? No, it was sophomore no, year. No, that was like mid. It was sophomore year. Yeah. But it was like the end of sophomore year and then all of junior year. <sighs> and then the start of. We went back for the start of uh, my senior year, but we still didn't have any football games and our senior quotes got banned. And we couldn't have those anymore, not from COVID, but from other reasons. Yeah. Um, and More like we didn't have homecoming or like any of the other fall events. Good Lord. They didn't actually come around until spring. All right. Well, all we can say Where to that we, is. Like, it was just in time to have a prom and a graduation. That's right. All we can say to that is. Suck it, Cal. California. Stupid government. Government totally sucks. But. Uh, oh. Right. Anyways, we're, we're, we'll go ahead. What do you want to say? What do you want to say? Anyways, my point was. There were a couple of people who were in that fall program for freshmen. Yeah. Um, and so we got to show them the building. Because Google Maps pulled up a whole different one where, like, a lot of homeless people like to hang out. And it's pretty sketchy. <laughs> um, and so I'm happy I showed them where to go. Because the only, like, really annoying thing about that program was um, to have the smaller classrooms. There's an extension campus that is in downtown uh, Berkeley. And it takes, like, 20 minutes by bus or walking to get there uh, every day. So it was nice to show them because they didn't even know how to use the bus. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that's good. Um, that's a so nice they, service. They were texting me on, like, the first day of school and stuff, being like, I made it. <laughs> like, good job. Yeah. Or, like, there's another girl in the dinosaur class I took. Um, and I just warned her that it's a fun class, but you actually have to pay attention because the grading is really hard. Yeah, no, and totally. the tests are, like, terrible. Um. One more question about GBO before we kind of close it out. We're it's been great, but okay. we're I want to keep these around a half hour. But um, how many times during the GBO program, or going back to when you were an incoming freshman, how many times do they admonish you to stay away from People's Park in some way, shape, or form? At all? Do they? Do they do this? No. Wow. They say it's a historical landmark. But nothing. And that. It's not violent, even though we get like three warnings, which are like the crime alerts every yeah. day. And all of them are like, you know, violent stabbing at people's park or, oh, you know, Lord. aggravated assault and all this stuff. Um, yeah. So we had to warn them. But and yeah. just it's important to warn them because one of the student dorms, Unit 2, you have to walk by people's park to get there. Yeah. So it's really important that the students know that. You're aware. It's kind of like you, you're, if you're just walking downtown between the dorms and school, you know, you could turn a corner and all of a sudden you're at People's Park. Like, so yeah. it's pretty important to know where you are. Whammo bammo, there you are, yeah. It's literally right across the street from the dining hall that Unit 1 and Unit 2 share. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. this has been uh, terrific, but I want to kind of close it down and then we'll come back again. Um when I see you in September or at the end of September, I hope, uh, number one, um, have you managed to drive your car and park it at least one time without crashing it? Scraping it. it. Crashes, crashes a little strong without scraping it. Have you, have you successfully done it? I have, but it's not been as high of a percentage as I would have liked. (laughs) Well, the last time you parked it, did, did you manage not to scrape it? Yeah. Oh, well, that's good then. That's progress. I need some trumpets if for that. If you ask any further back, I can't guarantee you'll Go like Go Bears! It. Go Bears! Go Bears! 
Okay, well, you're well. You're on a hot streak. You have a streak of one. Do, what's your confidence level in <laughs> being so able to terrible. park? What's your confidence level of being able to park without scraping your car up again? Um, like on a scale of from one to one hundred, like what you know, hundred percent being you're fully confident. Probably like a fifty-five. Oof, that's rough. Okay, probably okay. like a sixty-five. Well, you don't have to make it up. I just want to know what you what your thinking was. Like you know, you're thinking well, you're thinking. I've, I've managed to do it twice since like the bad one. Um, in which I turned a corner in the extremely narrow parking lot that is under my building. Yeah. And I scraped the parking the lot that was built in like 1905. I while I heard it crunch against a wall. Uh, rip. All right. Well. And the first time I scraped it against a pillar. In that. Oh, wait. Uh, you, you, whoa, 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 whoa. I was not aware. You actually crashed in more ways than one? I thought both times it was scraping against the pillar. <laughs> No, the second time was worse. Oh, Jesus the, Christ. Okay, the first time I just got a little spot because it was just the, pit, the corner of the pillar. The second time, it was the entire side of my car because I was like, oh, well, I couldn't get in last time, so how about I try and go around? That was a huge oh. mistake because there was not enough room for my car. Was it the same pillar or a different pillar? No, it was on the opposite side. So, wait. The you've... one I got going in. The next one I got going out. Oh, Lord. Different sides of the car? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's so limited to what's so sorry for my car. I love you, Missy. I'm so sorry. Oh my god. All right. Well, you know, what do you, what can you say? Chicks, man. I mean, gee whiz. Shut up. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been wonderful. Um so has it <laughs> All right, this is fun. So, anyways, um, we will uh, chat again in another couple of weeks, probably. Uh, obviously, just recording, I'll chat with you much more before then. Um, but, uh, Megan, I guess uh, good luck now that you have your classes down and getting your schedule down. And we will see what's going on uh, you know, towards the end of September, okay? Um, have fun at the Auburn game. Make sure you take down some notes about the Auburn game because I want to hear about that and that experience and the people that you encounter for that game. So uh, get there and absorb. And uh, until the next time, I guess there's only one thing left to say. Go Bears. Suck it, Stanford. Stanford.